The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Black Friday episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 724, and I'm Snowy White. This is Aaron, and dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com, hotter than a church of Norway, the official coffee of the next black metal festival that Snowy goes to, whether they know it or not. <laughs> but it is the the official coffee because that festival will be held in a church, as we discussed last week. Um, and that's, yeah. Like it's hotter than a church in Norway, and it's the best coffee to possibly have for this sort of thing. Um, they are in full swing with Krampus and other partnerships they have going on in their local area. So head out to truecultcoffee.com, check out the things that are going on, and sign up, get on the email list, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you're thinking, like, hey, I don't know if I'm up for this coffee yet or whatever, or I don't know enough, spend some time on the website. They are serious about coffee, they'll teach you how to love coffee. Even me, I got a Starbucks coffee drink by accident the other day, and I legit by accident because I ordered it, and that's not what I ordered. And I'm drinking the coffee, and I'm like, "Oh, this is so nasty!" And I'm like, "Wait a second, I had the True Call coffee. I really liked it." I'm like, "Let me try to get through this," and I'm trying to drink. It. I'm like, "That's not True Call coffee. It's it." And it's funny because, like, you know, I, I've said that I'm just I'm not a coffee guy, right? I've tried so many times. But when I sat mm-hmm. down with the York Helvete, right, it was a dark roast, very, very much a whiskey color when, when uh, I was drinking it, I really enjoyed it. And I drink, take my coffee black, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow, like there's, it was the first time that I understood flavor and notes in coffee, you know, and I, and I think like it, long time listeners will know that I'm a big fan of beer, I'm sitting here with some dragon's milk right now. You know, right on. Been trying to get into wine and you know whiskeys and things. <laughs> Sorry, man. You and Dragonsville. Oh, I know it never goes well. Yeah, is but you know it's one of those things where, um, like like I really try to like appreciate these different 
like complex notes, I guess we'll say about, about the different drinks and coffee's one of them. Just like you guys are all fucking crazy. And honestly, I still think everybody's fucking crazy because like the, the people at Starbucks, they're paying like 10 bucks for their venti, whatever it is. That's 50 pounds of sugar in their coffee. So that's how they can get their caffeine. I'm like, you could just drink a Coke. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why you torture yourself if you don't like it where you have to sweeten it that much. Like, when, when you start really looking at what's going on there, it's like, wow, like, can you taste any of the coffee? Like, it's all mass. But then that's, and that's the thing. Like, coming back to my point is, True Call Coffee is, like, great coffee. Like, that's the kind of drink that built this country, right? So, well... Uh, mm-hmm. The United States. I have no idea what the fuck you guys do up in Canada. Like, I don't know if it's just like a hot cup of maple syrup with like a dollop of yes. uh, coffee, you know. It's but beer, beer and maple syrup. That's what Canada was built yeah. on. <laughs> I believe that. But like the history here in the States, right? We're famous for the Boston Tea Party, the tax. And that was one of the reasons that tea became, you know, less popular than it originally was. And we switched over to coffee. And it like true cult coffee is like good, like handcraft roast coffee, you know. And like, a, like I've said so many times, I don't like coffee, but this is stuff I can enjoy a cup of, you know. Although I will say, I did have some Turkish coffee, I think it was Turkish coffee, I think that's what it was. And uh, I, <laughs> sorry, everybody, I couldn't mute fast enough. Sorry, I tried to. Um, sneeze at least slightly off, Mike. But um, I tried tur- Turkish coffee, or maybe it was Lebanese coffee. I don't know. One 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 of my um one of my buddies' kids' things. They had this stuff, and um, it's man, it's just such a good time. But yeah, True Coat Coffee, guys. T R V E K V L T Coffee dot com. It's uh, made for metalheads by metalheads, and trust me, like this is the good stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which uh, of course you know what i now like this weekend more than ever dude i'm going to need a lot of true cobalt coffee because um winter has hit winter has hit winter peg up here this this it's like minus 20 now the snow has fallen and you know, like the roads are getting hazardous to drive on for that first little while you know and then Canadian drivers, like we know how to drive in the snow, but it's those first couple days where, you know, there's dings and fender benders and all that is everyone tries to get acclimated back into driving in the winter. So, which fascinates well, me because for the two months you guys don't have snow, I wouldn't think that you guys <laughs> forget that fast. Well, it certainly, it certainly seems that way. So, yeah, we definitely need. Some warm coffee this weekend, particularly as we speak, it's Friday, November 18th. I can't believe November is is just already. Well, a couple of days from now as we speak is the Grey Cup, which is the Canadian Football League's equivalent of the Super Bowl. And our Winnipeg Blue Bombers are going for a three-peat this Sunday. So I'm going to need a big cup of, uh, or I'm going to need a big, big pot of true cavalt. And I don't know, man, I might have to make a couple of headless horsemen. 
Oh, I say headless well. horsemen. It's probably a couple church burners. You probably need to make for some sure. church burners. That's for sure. You know? Yeah. But so serious yeah. question though. So is, um, is your whatever your the gray bowl or whatever it is. Is that really right. going to be that big of a deal with the World Cup going on? In in Canada, yeah, or at least in um, in the cities involved. That's it's going to it, for okay. sure. Winnipeg, for sure. Winnipeg. Okay, we're playing. We're playing Toronto and the Argos, you know, when it comes to like in, 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 in Toronto, you have the, um, the, the Toronto Blue Jays, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Toronto Raptors, and at the bottom of the list are the Toronto Argonauts. Okay. So it might not be that big of a deal in toronto but it's a huge deal here this is the biggest game of the year obviously and it's a huge deal in uh regina saskatchewan where uh the game is being played it's like in a different city every 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 year and if your your team makes it then great as you know nothing is bigger than the world cup on an international level though Soccer, as we call it, you know, in North America, it's just not as big as as hockey and all that. Although we do have our we do have our professional soccer leagues. Unfortunately, the uh, Valor FC, okay, just in terms of uh, fan interest and uh, media coverage and all that, it's kind of on the bottom of the list, which is. Too bad it probably shouldn't be. I'm stoked. I'm stoked for the World Cup. I'm gl- I'm glad you brought it up because Canada's in it this year. Rock on. Yeah, yeah. Like there've been more often than not, we don't even qualify, but we're in it this year. I can't wait for our boys to go out there and just fucking kick ass. You know, and just unfortunately though, as the tournament starts. Okay, and I should probably get to this now while we're doing some radioactive metal house cleaning. Next episode, unfortunately, we are going to have to take a week off. Because when we would be recording, I am going to be in Montreal, Montreal, Quebec, for the Messe de Mortes Festival, which is an annual black metal festival in Montreal, Um Myself, Mrs. Snowy, our good buddy Ducky, and his vocalist KK from Shit Happens, we're all we're all making our way down for this festival and just seeing Montreal and getting out of Winnipeg for a while and just getting taking a much needed vacation. So yeah, unfortunately next week there won't be an episode. I hate it when the show is quiet, but that's just kind of the way it is. And when we get back, we should have a kick-ass uh, episode talking about everything went, that went on. As I might have mentioned before, this Mes de Mortes festival is going to be in a church. <laughs> With a grand finale. Wow. Burn it down. <laughs> be outside <laughs> before the last song yeah. starts. Yeah. So, yeah, I think maybe... I think maybe I'll do that when the headliner's done. One when the when they go, we got one more for you. Hey guys, 
Uh, let's make our way to the door here, please. We're going to watch this one from outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really looking forward to this and looking forward to sitting down with you once again and giving you all the uh, 411 on the Mess de Mortz Festival. Right now, though, before we get on with our mandatory metal segment um i want to say on this day november 18th 2017 we lost malcolm young oh, that's right yeah yeah uh, that's oh man uh, that's that's too bad that's too bad but on a on a brighter note we want to say horns up and happy birthday to radioactive metal alum mr ross dolan from the mighty immolation it is his birthday today and as well celebrating a birthday on this day in 1981 the awesome joan jett and the blackheart records i love rock and roll dropped wow yeah, yeah. That's just that's just one of those records that before I went metal full time, I was a Runaways fan, I was a Blackhearts fan, and all that. And I just, I just never outgrew Joan Jett. You know, she's just and uh, the older she got, as well, the the older she got, the cooler she got. Okay, because before you know it, she's jamming with L Seven and Bikini Kill, and she's just. She's the older she got, the punker she got, and she was pretty punk back then, oh, you yeah. know. So, so yeah, yeah. So happy birthday to that, and um, just, just, just to let you know, just to give you the heads up, I'm not going to go into details about it here because I'm going to get to it in tonight's metal fix, but. I hate to disappoint you, dude, but I am not the ambassador. <sighs> Sorry, uh, long Ther- therapy will get me through it. <laughs> yes, our our regular listeners will know that your cool Uncle Snowy here at this year's Manitoba Loud Music Awards. I was up for ambassador of the year. It did not happen. I fell to a greater opponent, and I am not sad about that at all because it was a hell of a time, and I can't wait to get into it. To kind of get us there, let's drop a track for True Cavalt Coffee in tonight's mandatory metal. This year, Finland's Death Hammer put out an awesome new record, Electric Warfare. Let's go with the track, Enter the Morbid. Oh! 
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. You know what, dude? I've been drinking so much Fireball these last, well, last month or so that I was kind of missing. I was kind of missing the official Lemmings. So I'm pouring another one here, another Lemmy into my Motorhead mug with my Friday the 13th shot glass. And uh, tell me all about your metal fix this week. Dude, I have zero clue anything that's going on this week. Um, I'm even looking around the office. I'm like, did I purchase anything metal this week? Did I, 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 I listened to the new Candle Mass today. Oh, right on. And that's pretty good. And poor, poor Rock. He's he's official officially like a grandpa in in my eyes because I'm like, dude, uh-huh. did you know the new candle mass is out? He's like, what? There's a new candle mass. And I'm like, oh, rock, my heart breaks. It's mm-hmm. all right now. Just teasing because, like you say, you can't be aware of everything all the time. But dude, other than that, like I really can't think of much that's going on. Other than congratulations, though, um, for voting in the U.S. election that happened here recently. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, man. That's that's that wasn't me. Oh, it definitely was. It's <laughs> and, and it was you twice because there's one for Quentin Earhart and one for Snowy White. So, ah, okay. So yeah. uh, that must mean that once again, Americans don't know how to count ballots. Well, I, th- I I don't feel like we need a study to prove that. Um, <laughs> like. That's that's like when you know people used to do a study to prove that prices were higher on the turnpikes for things. I'm like, well, yeah, it's a monopoly; they can't go anywhere else. Uh-huh. Like, why do we need a study to prove that? Um, but I did want to ask, what are your thoughts on Taylor Swift breaking Ticketmaster? Okay, I'm not 110 on that. Okay, apparently, they're they had a the all the pre-sale bullshit and all that and there was just such a demand for it that the the website got the website crashed and all the logistics weren't happening and apparently they're calling off the whole tour right now because of it and i and i thought okay okay that's that's dumb okay why why you would do that now i don't know maybe i'm wrong maybe it's the they're just they they have to be just postponing it like they can't can't it outright they're they're leaving way too much money on the table for for that and i think this is probably a wake-up call to Ticketmaster to knock off the shit yeah you know knock off the fucking pre-sale and it's just all of this crap okay at least at least the dynamic ticket prices are what pissed me off Wow, how much was how much? See, I was thinking about I should go see how much they were going for and all that. I, I honestly don't know how much they're going for, but like I think it was this past summer, the dynamic ticket prices, meaning that the oh, okay. um, price automatically increases if demand is high at a certain point. Um, people were, you know, t- tickets would jump from like fifty five bucks to like five thousand. Wow, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, that's just gouging, and who who's getting that money? Mm-hmm. Really, I know. you know, and I mean, is the is the artist really okay with it? You know what I mean. Um, but so I didn't hear about her canceling the tour. I heard her canceling the rest of the sales. 
Maybe maybe that was it. Like like I said, I'm not yeah. 110 on well, on what's going on. I think it's gonna be interesting to see how things unfold because this got the attention of a lot of people. Like there were some senators on both sides of the bird, you know, the bird um, being the left and right wings here. Um, mm-hmm. But there were there were senators on both sides that are like, um, maybe we need to look at Ticketmaster and break up this monopoly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you think? Like we've oh, literally sure. only been saying that for like years. Everybody gave <laughs> Pearl Jam how much shit they didn't back any of them up, you know. Mm-hmm. But now because your granddaughter wants to go see Taylor Swift, now you're going to get involved. Thanks. Right. Welcome to the party. <laughs> right. No. 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 I've I, I've I've been very vocal about about Ticketmaster, and it's to the point where I'm kind of like. In order for me to to bite that bullet, it has to be a once in a lifetime show. Like I, I I go a lot I go to a lot of shows because there's one in town. Okay, I there's this cool metal band. I don't really know much about them, but I read about them in Disciple magazine and all that. I'm gonna go to it. Okay, okay. that that I will not do that with a corporate show dealing with Ticketmaster and all their bullshit and I just don't want to feed that machine. Of course, when you when you have a monopoly, like you can you can dic- you can dictate everything. That's yeah. the that's the problem with this. Dick being the operative word here. Mm-hmm. But um let me ask you this. So a band like Gojira. Okay. Like, most most of the bands that um that that come through here uh, are probably like, like a year came through here and I had to deal with Ticketmaster for that, but I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to do it. And surprisingly it wasn't that bad, you know, but would mm-hmm. Gojira be a Ticketmaster band up there or, or would um, Corey or one of those guys be able to bring it in? Uh, it would probably right now it would. Yeah. I think they're over enough that they're dealing with the big leagues now. So they would be, they would be a Ticketmaster band. They would, they would, they wouldn't play, you know, the big hockey barn. They would play, you know, not necessarily the park theater. Yeah. But the theater, one step up, they they would be playing. Gotcha. You know, the uh, fifteen hundred seat, and they might not even do all of that. They might only do a thousand or eight hundred or whatever. But that's yeah, it would be a Ticketmaster band and. That's that's probably what they would do, which is which is too bad. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it is it's it's hard because once you get to a certain level, I think it becomes very very difficult to work that out. And um, I took my family recently for my wife's birthday, which is coming up in a month. But the show the show is going on this month to see um, the band Straight No Chaser, and I think I've talked about it on the show before. Acapella band, you know, we're, right. we're a big fan. The entire family enjoys them. Um, typically that has been a Ticketmaster show, but this year we bought them directly through the venue because oh. it was at a different venue. And I'm like, wow, does this venue operate its own stuff? And, and that got me thinking, I'm like, could venues operate their own ticket sales with today's technology? Like, is it as hard to do tickets as it was like, like, is it one of those things where Ticketmaster has a monopoly because they've been convincing everybody that it's really tough? And is it really? Because mm. 
you know, I mean, the ticket ticket prices probably weren't that different. We got really, really good seats this year, actually. And, um, like, I think about it, I'm like, I'm, there were probably ticket fees and things like that, but it it definitely was not a Ticketmaster show. Like, this is the first time this show's come through where I didn't have my Ticketmaster app out for my tickets. Right. I, I, like, legit had to print them. And, um, and, and that gets me thinking, and, and it's a theater, right? So... You know, could a band like Gojira play a theater tour and avoid some of this crap? And would that actually help bands in the long run? Because you know Ticketmaster's screwing the bands, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. Know, I don't care what anybody says. They're screwing everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. I, I mean, and honestly, like... Taylor Swift, I kind of wish when like one of my kids was into Taylor Swift because I wouldn't mind going to see that show. I I really yeah. enjoy um, some of her music. I'm just I'm just afraid how much it's going to cost. Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, you're going to have the resellers. You're going to have things are going to go up and down. But if I mean, this is so popular, it's probably going to sell out. But there's always that chance where you can get a ticket last minute that's not that bad of a price. Um, yeah, because once they have the final stage configuration and all that, they always release X, X, X amount of available tickets yeah. and they want to sell them. And so, yeah, I've, I've heard of, you know, cheap, cheap ass tickets yeah. the, the day before. Well, dude, that, that was essentially how I did Gojira when they came through. Cause I was at straight, no chaser found out that in a couple of days, Gojira was going to be here and turned to my wife. I'm like, these tickets aren't bad. And mm-hmm. she's looking at the brush. like, wow. And, Cause I mean, dude, it was front row, front yeah. row, man. Right. For, for Gojira. And it, it was not what I paid for front row for anything else. Cause I honestly wouldn't pay for front row, but I was, I was blown away just how you know affordable the ticket was for front row. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going front row. Let's go, you know. Right. But um, yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen. But I'm I'm glad to see that you know somebody still has the the selling power to um. Oh, hang on. <laughs> How do you cut it this time? I know. That's how I did. Sorry, everybody. But it's that the selling power to like cause enough of a ruckus to make people be like, oh, we need to do something about this, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like I can't remember if we mentioned it last week, but like Taylor Swift also occupied all top 10 slots on the um, top Billboard Top 100, top 10. Is that? Oh, I thought maybe that was just a joke. You know, she's so popular that she. You know, she she can do this. No, it's legit. Oh it's wow! Legit. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and I think I think the next closest person to ever doing that was Madonna. Ah. With like eight or something like that. Like, and yeah. I'm I, I'm impressed. And the thing is, you know, I regardless of how you feel about Taylor Swift, she's got talent. She's got business savvy. She does write a good song. You know, it may not be for you, but she's I writing. Catchy pop tunes that people like to sing along to. And let's not forget that she actually does give a damn about local record stores. Like there's a story that surfaced well after all the pandemic stuff 
um, that she, you know, she had honestly kind of tried to keep quiet, but apparently she went to like a local record store, either where she grew up or where she lives now and covered their salaries personally. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm like, there we go. That's, that's somebody who understands like how music really works. You know, right? So, right. It was pretty cool. But anyway. and I and I know if I know if I had Taylor Swift dollars, I would be doing that. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. yeah. But you guys say like that's really cool, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so good honor, and um, can't wait to see what happens next. But anyway, what what else is going on with you here, Snowman? Well, I know you're um, itching to. Uh, I think you mentioned it last week. You wanted to talk about the new Roku film, Weird. Yes, the, the the Weird Al story, and I said I would give it a spin, and I did, and I got to say I I dug it. Okay, I, so yeah, was it what you expected going in? Not at all, not at all. What I was thinking, I, I, I was thinking, okay, what it's going to be because these music biography films uh-huh. are huge right now, right? Like I knew. I knew it would kind of have a bit of humor to it, but I figured, okay, they're just going to play it straight. It's just going to be a biography. Yes. You know, about the rise of Weird Al Yankovic and all that. What I got, though, (laughs) holy jeez, it was basically a comedy. Okay, okay, which uh, that totally makes sense. But it it took me, I got about halfway through the film when it kind of hit me. It's like, duh, this is a parody. Mm-hmm. This is not, it's not just. Isn't the it awesome? Of the Bible, but it's an actual parody of the Weird Al story, which that's what Weird Al does. Yes. Parodies. Yes. And, th- and that's and why I, I couldn't I, say I, anything I, to you. Because I, when I, I sat down I, to watch it, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then I can't remember at what point it hit me, but then I start laughing even harder. I'm like, oh my God, he's parodying music bi- biopics. I'm like, yeah. Oh, this and is great. Even. Uh-huh. Oh, dude. Because there was just, there was so much, there was so many incidences and so, so, so many things where I said, that's got that's bullshit exactly exactly because he just pulled all the cliche stuff up i'm like this it was it was so brilliant it's one of the most brilliant films i've seen and dude daniel ratcliffe tell me he didn't nail it 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 was fantastic it was fantastic before we go any further we should give a spoiler here we're gonna go into into spoiler territory so you might want to fast forward a couple minutes or better yet Pause this now. If you have a Roku TV, if you have the Roku channel, it's free, free, you know, free, free to free to stream, and you'll really enjoy it. Yeah, like Harry Potter is a uh, is a religion in this house. Yeah, and not only that, but I've seen the Lady in Black. I've seen horns and all that. He, this guy's. He, Radcliffe's got range. He does. He's got the acting chops. He did such a great job as Weird Al, and all and ju- just how he could play it so deadpan, like Ed Weird Al did, like at those times, <laughs> dude. Um, I I think the crowning moment for me 
was when you know they keep talking about the Weird Al bump. Like every artist gets a bump when Weird Al parries their song. (laughs) But when Michael Jackson parodied "Eat It," "Eat It," yeah. Okay, (laughs) see, (laughs) that was the best. Uh huh. Oh my god, dude! I was. It just kept getting more and more ridiculous, more and more ridiculous. It was so great. Did he have? Did did Weird Al? Did he at least have like a minor affair with a Madonna at all? Oh, I don't think so. No, because uh, I couldn't remember this. Because I know, like, okay, you you don't know everything that that goes on, but you know when it came, like the the pop culture media is all over romantic entanglements. So I can't help but think if Weird Al and Madonna had a thing, quote unquote. That would have been all over the, all over the teen beat magazines and all that bullshit. And I was also said to Mrs. Snowy, it's like, okay, I don't buy this at all because was she not married to Sean Penn at this time? Mm-hmm. I believe she was. Mm-hmm. And, all mm-hmm. that. and it's just so, just so much, uh, like doing the 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 sold out residency at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. For the entire month, where they had to kick the knickerbockers out and all that. Yeah. I'm like, that okay, there was no regis- There was no residency back then. Exactly. And, and exactly. Was in Madison Square Garden, yeah. and his debut album goes selling five million copies. And right. It's like nobody had heard of Weird Al until about his third record. Like, yeah, the eat, eat it is the song that broke him. That yeah. really yeah. did. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we laughed, we cried, we just uh, yes, yeah, it's so well recommended. But like like we said, if, if you're looking for a straight up biopic like uh like the the Motley Crew or the Lords of Chaos or I haven't seen Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody yet. I really should. You haven't seen either of those? Not neither of them. I really should. Oh, I know. Okay, they are both really good. The Elton John one was not what I expected. It's almost more like a musical, which is really cool because they, of course, obviously they use all the Elton John songs in it, and that's kind of the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, it does get a little intense. So well, that's good. I know, no, that's yeah. good. I, I assume those ones are playing it straight, unlike weird. You know, <laughs> you, you know, you set me up for a joke in there, right? Okay, What's because. That? Both both of those movies are about gay men. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and they're playing it straight. Are you sure? Oh, geez. I didn't even... <laughs> okay. Come yeah. on, they would both be like, "Snowy, we're not playing anything straight." <laughs> anything straight, yeah. Come on. Wait, when did you first discover Weird Weird Al? Eat it. It, it was a yeah. Uh... Because because the thing is like. Michael Jackson's thriller, and I was trying to explain this to my kids, it was just the biggest thing in the world. Like, I had a Michael Jackson jacket. I was learning to moonwalk. You have to have the glove. And then when he came out with Eat It to beat it, and it was hysterical. So it's the song you already love, and now it's, like, funny. It's like, whoa. And I, I can't remember what show he was on performing Eat It, but I remember getting my grandmother or my parents or somebody to, like, let me watch it. We watched him come on and do this live. And I just remember being like, what is this wacko doing? Because like, like during the guitar solo, he just peels a banana and stuffs it in his mouth, you know? And and it's just like, what is happening? And, and just, 
every time he would just keep one-upping himself. I mean, if you start with the first Weird Al record, like, it really is good. You know, like, just mm-hmm. musicality, like, whether you like polkas or not, it's really funny and it's really good. And each album got better and better. And I, just, uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. The, the, the teenage polka party. Oh, yeah. Okay, no teenager in the history of the world at any point ever had a polka party no that's but that's the gag right like it totally is it totally is yes i've had two weird al releases in my lifetime and they were both they were both singles i never had any of their records i had the eat it seven inch Mm -hmm. and the smells like nirvana cassette single oh that's a good one and i still have deep end uh, yeah i still have that um I still have that cassette sing- single somewhere. Um, but my first, um, well, the first time I discovered Weird Al is, um, do you remember Friday Night Videos? The TV show. I th- see, I think, maybe. Okay, well, in, in the Remember, early- dude, I didn't have cable here. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Some One of my um, channels just kind of picked it up like one of my Canadian channels just kind of picked it up. It was a, uh, it was a Friday night video show where they just played music videos. Okay. Yeah. That uh, might've been on one of the broadcast stations too. Where I lived. Okay. Well, I remember seeing a song called I lost on jeopardy. I lost on jeopardy, baby. <laughs> Wait, which I'm 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 watching this and I'm seeing this goofy guy in big hair and glasses and all that playing the Jeopardy show, being on the Jeopardy TV show, the the game show. But okay, this sounds an awful lot like Greg Kinn's Jeopardy. Yeah. And then I kind of, oh, I get it. This is Mr. Funny Man comedian, and he's taking the piss out of out of Greg Kinn. Okay, this is really cool now. And I'm watching this and it was hilarious. You know, oh, Al, you did so bad. You know, you don't even get a home version of our game. (laughs) 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 And then a couple years later, yeah, Edith came along and I think that you're right. That's, that was the big breakthrough. Oh yeah. My favorite song of his though, definitely has to be the saga begins. Yes, his version of America. This here Anakin guy. (laughs) Just, just, just being a Star Wars nut. I was playing that the next day at work after, after watching the weird. Okay. Can I tell you that to this day I cannot get through the one part of that song without just breaking into hysterical laughter, and that part is, and the Jedi I admire most. Met up with Darth Maul. I can't do it. Met up with Darth Maul and now he's toast. And then it just gets better. He's like, I'm still here and he's a ghost. <laughs> like, what? I every time met up with Darth Maul and now he's toast. Like, I, I can't get through that without cracking up, dude. I just, I love it. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Like, that's good writing, man. <laughs> <laughs> every time dude oh, oh 
For sure, for sure. Okay, so horns up, horns down. What do you give weird? Oh, dude, two horns up. Horns up for sure. Absolutely. It, it be and like the best part of the experience was sitting down thinking it was going to be a regular music biopic and being confused and then figuring it out and laughing at yourself for not getting it in the first time because it's weird owl. Yeah, you know, and I don't know about like when you put it on, but when I put it on, it even has him saying, this is my totally true 100% not made up biography. Like that That should have been been my giveaway. Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. Yes. I'm glad. Like I was going to get to it. It wasn't on the docket until you said, Hey, I really want to, I really want to, talk about it on the show so uh so i bumped it to the top of the list and and thank you for that I, we we had a fantastic time it's it's so funny yeah. like and and here's the here's the deal like watching that like that just kind of solidifies how how great of an artist weird al is because mm. to the very end he never sold out even his biography is a parody <laughs> <laughs> just oh, just wow yeah. just hats off you know like damn it was so good yeah. yeah so now everyone back you know it's over it's over it's over now our our spoilers over um so i also had a pretty damn good time at this year's Manitoba Loud Music Awards, as we mentioned at the top of the hop. Basically, if you're just tuning in now, the Manitoba Loud Music Awards is kind of like the Grammys or the American Music Awards, but it all focuses on the local, the Manitoba, the (laughs) metal. Oh, holy geez. The. Yeah, sorry. I'll mute. Keep going. Okay. The uh, the province-wide metal and punk and hard hardcore scene, variety of cat a variety of categories, all of the usual suspects, albums, um, albums, um, and uh, you know, singer, bassist, guitarist, drummer. And then you get into a lot of the other diff- the different categories, studio engineer and ambassador, the ambassador of the year and what the ambassador of the year is. And sorry to everyone that um, has already heard about this ad nauseum on this show is all already is your cool Uncle Snowy was up for that category with with that and what the ambassador of the year is just a person that you know that's involved with the scene that that does a lot with the scene go goes to a lot of shows and then just is very supportive someone you know i had the good fortune of someone out there nominated me in that category or are you back oh yeah okay someone thank you so much to whoever that is no one told me who it was i don't want to know i like the idea of the confidentiality and all that someone nominated me 
and it ended up in the finals because with with every category, okay, the host would mention all of the nominees, and then they would play a uh, for the two finalists. They would show a short video montage of pictures of that artist, of that person with 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 select music in the background. As you may recall, was it last episode or the episode before, we were trying to decide on a song to use for my montage, which I never ah dude, I never sub I never submitted it enough in in time. So So they, they didn't just, use Mbop. No, they didn't use Mbop and they didn't use they didn't use the song that I recommended. I was just too late in in deciding. So anyways what they would do is, you know, you had the two finalists. They would have each have the video montage, and then they would announce who had won. And with my ambassador of the year category, it was down to myself and my good buddy Denny Ferguson, who is probably more well known as Bangus Young. She of the Winnipeg Roller Derby fame. Now that so it was down to her and I. I had a feeling she was going to at least edge me out and all that. And sure enough, they played our montages and then they announced that she had won. And while I was a little bit disappointed, I'm proud to say I was the first one that cheered when they announced her name. And I was the first one that greeted her when she came off the stage with a big hug because she really deserved it. She's an absolutely amazing lady. Now, that said, next year, okay, I'm gunning for this category again, and, and I'm coming for it. I'm coming for it, shall we say. But the whole, the, the whole event, okay, it was two nights, Saturday and Sunday. Okay, awesome bands playing all these des deserving recipients and all that. The second night was obviously the one that meant the most because, you know, that was that was my category and our good buddies in Shit Happens were playing right after my category. So that 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 worked out really nice. And it was just it was such a thrill seeing your favorite band and really good friends like playing in that atmosphere with 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 that. So that was really cool. I'll never forget that when we first walked in on the second night. OK, immediately we were stopped. Snowy stop and it's myself and my wife you know mrs snowy she's like stop up against the banner because there was a big banner with the manitoba loud music logo on it because we need pictures of you guys holy shit you know <laughs> like hey i'm really digging the rock star treatment here this is really cool and then they See, that's cool yeah yeah they gave me a laminate a VIP laminate, which I've rechristened, you know, very important punk. Thank you, Henry Rollins. <laughs> and all that. And it's just, it was just an absolutely amazing night. The topper of the whole thing. The very last category was vocalist of the year. 
Okay, and the two finalists was my good buddy KK, Kayla from Shit Happens, and uh, one of the dudes from Chernobyl Wolves. You know what? I don't even really remember because I'm sorry. It just, uh, it really, really, I wasn't too worried about it because I'm obviously focused on my good buddy. Okay, she's totally convinced that she's not she's not winning this and i'm kind of like no no you don't know like like we'll see sure enough when they announced kayla wilding as vocalist of the year i'm like fuck we just lost our shit it was absolutely fantastic and this is like yes yeah, she's a friend of mine but i've seen i've seen kk and i and and i told her this i said you know what Win, lose, or draw, it doesn't matter because I've watched you, literally. I've seen every one of your gigs except for two of them during that big snowstorm when I couldn't get there and when you played in Ottawa and I couldn't get there. I've seen every one of your gigs and I've watched you grow from this total rook to this amazing front person that you are already just grew leaps and bounds so yeah like to 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 see her win that and and get these deserved accolades is just absolutely off the hook it was just it was an amazing night and i'm i've already said okay like we missed last year's i didn't really do much coverage on the show you know because i knew i wasn't going to be involved with it very much for some reason i just couldn't even make it as a uh, as a spectator and an appreciator next year though i'm definitely going to be a little more hands-on and just get just to be a little more involved because i think this is really important for stuff like this mm-hmm. and we should get every every scene should have one of these every state every province you know should have something like this so thank you so much to everyone. Thank you so much, Danny Bangus, for for everything. And just everyone at the Manitoba Loud Music Awards. And horns up and congratulations. I, no, not just to the winners, because everyone, all the nominees are winners. Like, there's, you, there's just, but only one can actually take home the trophy. And I had a lot of good friends and all that that brought home the gold that's awesome shall we say yeah yeah it was really cool um kind of get on to some music here oh shit before we do that yeah okay every time i went on to facebook um king 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 fowley from deceased we're facebook buddies and all that and he posts a lot of stuff and deceased right now are on tour uh, supporting Bulldozer. There's a name from the past. Like I haven't thought about Bulldozer since about the mid '80s. Wow! But apparently they're still kicking around. They put out a new single, Heretic, just just last year, and the King has kind of been keeping me track on you know about everything going on this tour and of course deceased are an amazing band as well obviously king's radioactive metal alum and all that to see them on tour with bulldozer was just would definitely be a uh 
definitely be a treat. So I gave the new I gave the new single a spin, went back and okay, Bulldozer is like one of those bands, just like Evil last episode where I saw you know advertisements for their record in the magazines, read the reviews, read the interviews and all that, but it's just you can't listen to everything. You know, and finally after how many decades I sat down and listened to some bulldozer, I really wish I would have got to it a lot sooner. A lot of other, a couple other cool records that came across my desk. Toronto's Nihilist Death Cult. Okay, really cool, new-ish, grind, grindcore, thrash band, whatever you would want to call it. If you dig bands like Victims, Bands like Baptists, bands like Nails, I'm really going to recommend Nihilus Death Cult. It's fronted by one Nick 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 Pazuzu. It's his side project from Tribe of Pazuzu. And even more prominent during the late 80s and into the 90s, he had a short run with the legendary Pestilence and his own band Overthrow was really making waves in the Canadian underground as well. Their new release, Death to All Tyrants, came across my desk, and it's really good stuff. <laughs> like, I gave this a spin, and it's like, this is this is the stuff that I really dig. Another really cool band. Somewhere, it, it's another Canadian band, okay, and... I searched up and down on their Facebook, on the uh, promotional material that was set to us. I have no idea where corrosive with a K okay, hail yeah. from. They just said that they're Canadian. They're they're a newish Canadian thrash band. And I gave their new record a toxic apocalypse a spin. And this was some really good stuff. Like, like we spent uh, the whole episode last week talking about the mighty Exodus. Take current Exodus, okay? Mix in with a nice heaping full of creator, and you have corrosive. And it's really fucking good. So I want to get to that. But before we do, let's... Drop that new single from a bulldozer. This is heretic.
That was the, the mighty corrosive from the aforementioned Toxic Apocalypse. That was the first single fatal strike. And before that, Nihilist Death Cult from their Death to All Tyrants. That is the title track, Death to All Tyrants. Oh, that was redundant, but uh, whatever. Really, really cool stuff. Both of these records, dude. Um, the Rammies are fast approaching. Like we're we're mid November now as we speak, so we have to start thinking about our Rammy Awards since we're going to be talking about the Grammys right away. We got to start thinking about our Rammies. Some of the competition and all that. It's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty tough to capture one of those coveted spots. <laughs> shall we say so yeah really looking forward to that speaking of the rammies and the grammys um the nominees and all that have been announced for this year's grammys upcoming okay and of course that um, for February 5th, 2013, at the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles, California. What the hell is that? The Crypto.com Arena. I hope they didn't rename the Los Angeles Forum that. It's that, that, possible. Because that, that would really piss me off. Because as a, as a purist sports fan... All of these old arenas being renamed and their names oh, being up it. for sale and all—it just drives me nuts. Like, what have we got left? We got Manitoba, or we got Madison Square Garden. Yep. And I think Soldier Field in Chicago. Yeah. Well, and thankfully, think- um, Wrigley Field in Chicago. Oh, okay. Like that—that that Wrigley Field is still Wrigley Field, and it—I it, think at this point, because I mean, it's been that way for what a hundred years or better. I don't think anybody could call it anything else. I hope um, not. If if they change it, but then what's what's the one in Boston with the green monster? Oh yes, um, Fenway. Yeah, Fenway Park. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You can't you can't tear down Fenway. Yeah. You can't get rid of the green monster. Yeah, there there's a few that are that are still hanging on, but like, dude, even in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh had Heinz Field since it opened. You know when they tore down Three Rivers, and um. They renamed Heinz Field something, something that nobody can pronounce, and it's some company from Ohio. I'm like, this is Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like, they did what? that just to irritate you. Oh, oh it pissed off the entire A city. lot of people, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like everybody's pissed off about that. But at the same time, joke's on them, because if they think we're going to refer to it as that, that's like um, the one amphitheater – in Pittsburgh, we called it, uh, it was it, when it opened, it was called Star Lake Amphitheater. And then right. people, um, they sold the naming rights. And I can't tell you how many different times that somebody could name it, but I, in, in the short, because I mean, it's only been open since 1990. So we're talking about what, 30 years at this point, 30, 30s, two years. But mm-hmm. that's not a long time. And it's been through several different names, like at least like, 
five to to seven different names in 30 years, right? So nobody's had it for all that long. And I honestly think it's because um, no matter who had it, we'd all just still call it Star Lake. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I think the longest that that ran for a while would, would have been when PNC Bank bought it. it was the PNC Pavilion, but they were smart. It was the PNC Pavilion at Star Lake. Ah. So it's like, well, that's how you get people back on board. Yeah. So. But yeah. Anyway. Um, right. Crypto. Grammys. <laughs> yeah. Just a little thing like that just fucking triggers me and I'm off to the races. Yes. Yes. As we said, the man, the, the, I almost said the Mandy's cause I still have the Manitoba loud music awards on my head. The Grammys. Okay. They had like four categories that kind of mean something to this show, I guess maybe sort of, but do you do you have them up? Do you have the nominees up? I do, I do, and and I want to congratulate uh, Ozzy on having the best rock performance and the best metal performance on the same mm-hmm. album. <laughs> it, it is, it is. That's that that was what's real. That was was really cool. Not only that, but all three, all, all four of these categories: best rock song and best rock album. Yeah. Ozzy's patient number nine is in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, or, Ozzy's in or every category. It would seem it would seem that way, and deservedly so. Patient number nine is a fantastic record. It's a great record. And can we just call out the fact that like best rock song um, that um, John? Well, I'm guessing John Osborne would be. Is is that his son? No, his son's that's Jack. That's his name. That's well, that's, that's why I'm, I'm like, is that really Ozzy? Because I know he's uh, John Osborne, but like, I'm I'm still not used to it. But like that, Chad Smith and Robert Trujillo also get writing credits on that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's that that's cool? pretty awesome, you know. And not like not like either of those guys need it because both of the bands that they're in are massive. But it's just right. cool, <laughs> like. Like, and, and that's the thing is I don't think pe- people get about rock and metal is that um, those guys are probably like, holy shit, our names are next to Aussies, you know? And meanwhile, like it's Metallica and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like they're as massive as Aussie, you know, in their own right. And, but I bet they are just like calling each other like, dude, did you see it? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I can't believe it. You know? Right on. Yeah, it's no, so cool. Sure. For sure, for sure. So we want to give everyone a minute to go go Google Rock or the the Grammy nominations 2022. And we're definitely we're gonna go through these four categories here quickly. Bet best rock performance. Definitely Brian okay. Adams. I didn't even yeah. know song out. <laughs> we got neither did I really. We got Brian Adams, Beck, the Black Keys. Brandy Carlisle, Idols, Turnstile, and Ozzy featuring Jeff Beck. Ozzy's the only one I knew had a new song out. That's all I knew. Yeah, like, I don't know any of these, but I've never even heard, I don't even know who Brandy Carlisle or Idols is. Okay, Brandy Carlisle is pretty awesome. Um, and she, she's she been hitting it pretty hard for a while, but I first came uh, in... Like I first came to know her with her album The Story. 
Okay. Um, and, and hopefully I'm not confusing the brandies because there's a couple different brandies in some sort of aisles. Uh, so hopefully I'm not, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I re- yeah, I really hope it's the same person I think now. Cause now fuck, do I have this wrong? Um, be, it, cause dude, I, you know, like I hate to say it, but it's pop music. So I'm, I'm now, ne- <laughs> I'm never going to be as good with that, you know? Right. Like I was right. teasing so- some coworkers. Okay. Uh, complete tangent for a second, but kind of related. Cause we're talking about pop music and things. Um, Nightmare on My Street by the Fresh Prince. Are you familiar with that song? Uh, yeah, it was a, um, it was, which was it Nightmare on Elm Street part five? I don't know which one. It was somewhere in the eighties. The song came out, Mm -hmm. so it it couldn't have been Mm -hmm. that far on in the series. Two or three. Right. Right. But, but, you know, I will never forget that. You know, it's great song. And there are people on my team that are way more plugged into pop culture, pop music, all this sort of stuff. And I made a mention about that song. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh. I'm like, what? Like, you guys you don't know, know this? And I popped it, popped the YouTube link in like the team chat. And they're like, yeah, it's the first time I've ever heard this. I said, okay, well, that's kind of impressive considering like I pretty much make a job out of avoiding pop music. <laughs> and I couldn't escape it. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Like, how did you guys escape it for all these years? Especially at Halloween. How can you not hear it at Halloween every mm-hmm. single year? But anyway, I digress. Back to the Grammys. Yeah. Yeah. Best, best rock performance. Do you have... Uh, okay. Some, okay. Which... Who should win? And who do you think will win? Who are you rooting for? But who ultimately do you think is going to win? I honestly, so I I think Ozzy should win because I think Patient okay. Number Nine is phenomenal, fantastic um, song. If it's not Ozzy, I think it's gonna be the Black Keys. Hmm. Hmm. I'm actually, uh, like I said, like Patient Number Nine. That's really the only thing I know on this. I would really like to, okay, okay, Turnstile, that's a hardcore band that signed on with uh, Roadrunner. And um, just like Code Orange, that what, what Roadrunner did for them a couple years ago, they're going to be doing for Turnstile and all that. So I'd really like to see them win. I don't think they will, honestly. I think the Black Keys are going to win in this just because it's the industry that's that's um because yeah while brian adams may have a longer career and be more widely known i think the black keys are kind of the darling right now oh and they so definitely i are. look for them to win i look for them to win but yeah i would be pushing for turnstile or ozzy for sure I, here's the usual though i honestly think that Ozzy could still clean up because the album is that great. Mm-hmm. Right. It really is. I, I mean, like just the writing, the recording, the production, everything about it is that great. You know, it's really fantastic. And I, I, I think that I really still think Ozzy has the clout. I, I don't think he's ever become irrelevant. 
Probably not. I think you might be right with that. I think you might be on to something there. With best metal performance, though, okay, I'm definitely okay. We've got they're they're basically songs. Yeah. Okay, I've never really fully grasped best metal performance because they've had songs, they've had albums. It just whatever. It just seems like they just they never really gave the, the they, it any. Did they flip just, a coin? Because they still don't know what the fuck they're doing with metal. <laughs> well, well I, this year it all turned out to be songs. Call Me Little Sunshine by Ghost, which I hear every day on the radio. We'll Be Back by Megadeth. Kill or Be Killed by Muse. Degregation Rules, Ozzy featuring Tony Iommi and Blackout by Turnstile. What have, what have you got? Who will win and who do you think should? Well... I, first of all, I have to kind of call them out. Like, how are we calling patient number nine rock, but we're calling Muse metal? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I feel like Muse is the least metal band, I, I, <laughs> I aside from Jethro Tull, that's ever been in the best metal performance. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll still never know how they got I Jethro don't get Tull. It. Yeah. Like, like so, somebody is clearly not <laughs> fact-checking anything, you know. And... Yeah, as metalheads, we're never going to let that go. It's been more no. than 30 years. We're still. Oh, has it really been it. that long? It has been. Wow. Yes. Yeah, no, no. I'm never letting that go. But, um, yeah, shit. so I honestly think who should win is Megadeth because We'll Be Back is one of the greatest songs I have heard. And certainly, like, it, it is, I mean, it, it, it's Peace Cells level. Maybe. It is. It's fantastic. You know, it's yeah. it's so fantastic. It's so fantastic, and um, but but like is is, I I bet that the winner is either gonna be Muse or Ghost. I think so too. I think Ghost right now are the darlings. Ghost will win. Honestly, Degradation Rules is such a wicked track. Like it takes you right back to old Sabbath. It is it is absolutely awesome. So I think that should win. But you know, it's yeah. not. It's not yeah. best best rock song. Okay. And here we're starting to see a lot of a, a lot of well, no, actually, no. We started off with Black Summer from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Blackout by Turnstile. Once again, they just had that up for metal and you know, now their best best rock. Broken Horses, Brandy Carlisle, Harmonia's Dream by the War on Drugs. I have no idea what that is. And of course, Patient Number Nine, Ozzy Osbourne and Jeff Beck. Ah, to be honest, okay, I I remember like that Black Summer song by the by the. I am so done with the chili peppers i like i hear it on the radio all the time and i just i really dug their their early stuff in the 80s but just kind of once the 90s kind of rolled along i was all kind of chili peppered out yeah blood blood sugar had me on the fence and then aeroplane was like nope i'm out yeah oh for sure that's that's pretty much i have i have blood sugar i actually have a cassette of that because I was still doing the um, the Columbia House thing, 
Yeah. You remember the, the oh, oh yeah, yeah, sending and, a penny. Yeah, they sent me that was one of those where every month they send you the the album of the month and you either send it back or you buy it. And I guess I kind of got lazy and I never ended up sending it back, so I ended up having to buy the damn thing. So I do have that blood sugar sex magic. It hasn't got a lot of spins and I'm kind of done with the peppers. And when I first heard, you know, Mr. DJ man, we got new red hot chili peppers. This is black summer. Okay. All right. Yeah. I gave it a spin and it's like, yeah, this isn't for me. There's still a band. I appreciate live. Like I would oh, still sure go see them live. Um, they were on like one of the basement session things on like the Coda channel, and I watched that and I didn't recognize any of the songs. It wasn't anything from the stuff that I'd listened to, but I enjoyed all of it. It was really good, but it but but none of it was higher ground, you mm-hmm. know. None of it yes. was. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to think. Like the Mother's Milk album was an that, album I knew start to start to finish. Yes. That's an amazing record. Yeah, and I mean, like their cover of Higher Ground is just next level. But I mean, mm-hmm. even stuff like Taste the Pain is fantastic. Um, Freak Like Me. Or no, Nobody Weird Like Me. That's it. Nobody Weird Like Me. <laughs> um, I, there's just so many, so many great songs. Johnny Kick a Hole in the Sky, Sexy Mexican Maid. I mean, dude, just so many brilliantly wonderful yeah. tunes on you there. you got me i'm gonna have to go back and give mother's milk another spin for sure for sure so so out of all these who do you think what do you think should should win of this list it should be patient number nine i'm with you but it'll probably you. be the red hot chili peppers i'm with you on that too <laughs> yeah yeah once again though I hope Turnstile is the is the dark horse is is the upset. You know, I I would really like to see that. I would really like to see that. But yeah, I think that's what's happening. And finally, best rock album. Okay, once again, oh Elvis Costello has a new album. What the hell? We've got Dropout Boogie by the Black Keys, The Boy Named If, Elvis Costello and the Imposters. Crawler by Idols, Mainstream Sellout by Machine Gun Kelly. Holy shit. Patient number nine and Lucifer on the Sofa by Spoon. Okay, I have no idea who Spoon is, and I still don't know who this Idols is. The others, okay, obviously, Elvis, Elvis Costello, obviously know who that is. So, dude, I don't know. I'm just just because of my own ignorance uh i would i would vote best rock album for for patient number nine but <sighs> the black keys i'm predicting no you know what no maybe that machine gun kelly like, that's what i was gonna say i think it's yeah, machine gun kelly is it, like we're i'm approaching this from a different angle like are is the industry actually going to appreciate machine gun kelly as well, much as they would the Black Keys, but I think the, I, I think the answer is yes because he's an industry darling, you know, kind of like the Black Keys. I mean, honestly, the Black Keys are more fan darlings, but you know, it's one of those things that 
I, the black keys, I think, have kind of shamed the industry into having to pick them for fear of not seeming like they're with it. But I, I feel like Machine Gun Kelly, especially after he played Tommy Lee, um, like because I haven't listened to this album, but everything I'd heard from him before was nowhere near metal. Right. And I'm I just fascinated to hear this album that they're calling, you know, best rock album. And I'm like, okay, like, is it really rock? <laughs> you know, I mean, because quite honestly, like looking at some of these choices on here for the rock and metal stuff where I'm just like, really? Are we sure? I would have put Demi Lovato's album in here. Like, like because uh, some, okay. of, some of the stuff is on here. Demi Lovato's current record, holy fuck. Would hold up stronger. Oh yeah, that's right. You were saying how it's kind of a rocking record. Oh, it's fantastic! It's fantastic. Right. Okay, so those are our picks for this year's Grammys. Which all of these, all this stuff is fun. Whatever. Remember though, the important category are radioactive metals Grammys. At the end of the year, everyone kind of keep that in mind. Let's switch gears over a little bit. Upcoming, what day is... Okay, we're all familiar with what Record Store Day is. I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously Halloween and Record Store Day are the two biggest days here on Radioactive Metal for that. And I... I, I I mentioned that at work too in front of my normie coworkers, and man, did they ever get a laugh out of that? <laughs> but hey, it's what what more do you expect from your cool Uncle Snowy? You know, it's definitely going to be those days. What we have coming up? I th- okay, it's Black Friday, so it would be the day after Thanksgiving, which is November twenty third. I think it's eleven twenty-five. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's a week from today. Today's the eighteenth, right? Right, right, yeah. right. So what I'm gonna is have it, to do is that a twenty-five? Like I need glasses, dude. Apparently. Well. Or I could look at the calendar on my computer. That'd be the smart uh, thing to do. I think. I think every everyone listening right now, you've got your phone in your hand. Google recordstoreday.com now. And then when you get there, find Black Friday 2022. Well, essentially, is, Snowy, looking at the calendar, um, when they're listening to this, it will be Black Friday. Okay. But actually, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be putting this episode out a few days earlier. Oh. Because, yeah, because I take off for Montreal Wednesday the 23rd. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to be probably getting this out at least Tuesday the 22nd. Everyone that has a subscription to this is going to be getting it right away. Because not not, not only so I can get it out, because like I said, I'm going to be in Montreal. But we want to get this out before Record Store Day itself. To give everyone, you know, that, that opportunity to get to hear our two cents and to just you know who hopefully you know a lot of our listeners you know will be able to steer them in the right direction so if everyone is up recordstoreday.com 
Black Friday 2022. And it's basically what you and I are going to do now. The same thing we've done for just regular record store day. They have a slew of releases and we just kind of want to go over what we're going to pick up and what, what we would recommend in it. Shall we say we've done this before everyone knows the drill you've you've got it up now i do and the longer i look at this the more fun stuff i find but i also lose it too at the same time so (laughs) Uh, that's part of it so we're in page one here okay Uh, what have you got okay so kind of scanning real quick through the first page, right? I was looking at a couple things on here. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. But then I get to Santa Claus and his old lady, seven inch picture disc, Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong. I was looking at that myself because Christmas is just around the corner. It's, it's, it's fast approaching. And I like Christmas music. Now it's not all the usual stuff. You know, it's Twisted Christmas. It's um, it's the metal. What the hell is it called now? The the big double metal Xmas double vinyl. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, that gets played every Christmas morning since it was released, and and all that. And I gotta say, yeah, Santa Claus and his old lady, Cheech and Chong. I. Gotta go with that. Yeah, I'm gonna be looking for that. <laughs> you know, yeah, they they live up north, man. They got a commune. Yeah, it's called the Santa Claus and his old lady commune. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, um, but oh. on on the first album, like I, there there's a there's an Ace Freely record Origins, but I honestly don't know what's on this one. Space uh. trucking. Let's see here, Jumper Jack Flash. Oh, Thirty Days in the Hole. It's yeah, it's a cover zone. Oh, okay, that. Uh, but no, do I really need a picture disc of that now? Now uh, sticking sticking with no, Santa Claus and his old lady on the first first page. Yeah, I think that's. I'll be going with that. And I'm ready for page two. Yeah, page two. Flip it over. Okay. Going through all of this. Um, hmm. Do you see anything that's kind of jumping out here at you? Well, I'm seeing some things that are kind of interesting. Like I saw Green Jelly. They hear it for a second. Oh, when they say head cat, is this the head cat? Like, Lemmy, uh, the live record? Live in Alpine, perhaps? It is. It is like, oh... Slim Jim, Phantom, Danny B. Harvey, and Lemmy Kilmister. Um, and this is the head cat. It's a live record. Okay, this one I might have to pick up. Good yeah. Rockin' Tonight. Uh, Susie Q, Let's Not Roll, Shaking All Over, Route 66. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you got me sold on that, too. Yeah, I, I think that, I think that's going to be an important one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Vinyl version of uh, GBH's City Baby Attacked by Rats. Yeah, I saw that. I I'm like, think, eh. I don't know. If if one of my um if one of my shops has it, I'm definitely 
It's 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 on the list. I'll see what I'll I'll see what the price is. Now, for me, guaranteed, I've already spoken to the good folks at Planet of Sound. They're bringing copies in for it. They said, "Snowy, as soon as it's done, as soon as it's there, we're, we'll put one aside for you." But a vinyl version of Kitty's Oracle. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, like I I have no Kitty on vinyl. You know, because vinyl just really wasn't a thing once once Kitty kind of kind of came along. I like all of their stuff is is all on CD, so I'm really looking forward to a uh, to grabbing a vinyl of that. Uh, going over the rest. Well, it's not metal, but the Charles Mingus and Thelonious Monk have my attention. I've been trying to understand bebop jazz lately. And I've been like texting her old college buddy about this. Um, and I'm like, oh, look at that. I could pick up a couple couple vinyl, you know. Okay. Um, but I'll tell you what I really need to do is I need to buy one of these on vinyl, but then I need to buy a bottle of scotch. And I just need to put on the record and sit here with a glass of scotch and just sip the scotch and listen to the vinyl. I get that. I get that, dude. I just feel like like that is what I need to do. Um, I was I was excited about the Ted Nugent. I'm like, oh, Ted's got something out. But it's Spirit of the Wild. I have it on CD. It is. It's a good record, but it's not his best. You know. I mean, I do love the song good. "Kiss My Ass." It's hysterical. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And I I have no Nashville pussy on vinyl either. Say say something nasty. But if you're gonna get Nashville pussy. It needs to be let them eat pussy. Yeah. Oh, I'll. Yeah. 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 Which is still one of my favorite covers. Oh my god. <laughs> the, the, the cover, like I love the fact that it was like in a. It, it would come wrapped so you couldn't see the cover, like like <laughs> not, like it was like a Playboy, you know. Uh-huh. And let's I face it, that is not the it worst was, cover. I know. That anybody's I know. It ever was seen. tame. It was tame. Yeah. That's. Oh, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. So, number three, page number three. Yeah. Let's go over the top. Okay, Overwhelming Color Fast. Does that name mean anything to you? Not a thing. Let me tell you. Okay, in the early 90s um, alternative heyday, they were kind of a thing. And I checked it out. I read a article in a magazine and all that okay i'll i'll check it out i I gave it a spin and it's very for its time okay this is not this is not timeless music shall we say and i'm not i'm certainly not not picking this this up i was just really surprised to see it as part of this like i did honestly like did they have the uh you know, did they have the uh, the the clout or the backing or the fan base? You know, thirty some years later to have a vinyl out on record store day. That's a thousand copies. I feel like there's a thousand people interested in that. Ah, I good on them. I hope so. I hope so. Um, wasn't this? Around last year, the magic of Christmas Day, Dee Snyder and Lizzie Hale. 
I, I don't remember it last year, but I was just going to call that one out. I'm like, dude, look at this. I, I'm really excited about this. Mm-hmm. Once again, Christmas time. Yeah. Dude. And all that. Yeah. Look, I think it's one, two, three, four down from there. This has your name all over it. <laughs> I was just about to say the 40th anniversary of Rick Springfield's Jesse's Girl, a 12 inch yeah. vinyl. Yes. Now, I was looking at this earlier. Apparently, um, it, it's got the original version, a Spanish version, some live versions, and a re recording. I think it's totally well. worth it. Um, you know what? Like, yeah. Okay, like I'll I'll admit it. Like when I was eight years old, nine years old, like that was an absolute favorite song of mine. And all the way up until my mom left us, we always joked about, we always talked about how this was my favorite song and how much I loved it and all that. It was just, it was just Jesse's girl was just always something that my mother and I always shared. So if I find this, while I don't slap the song on very much anymore, I, I think I got to pick this up. I think I do. I think I got to, I, I, I got to pick it up and I got to play it for my mom. Yeah. And, and the Spanish version. Oh, for sure. Like the whole, like the whole record. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Anything else on this page? No, I mean, yeah, there's people that we should probably call out, like a Ringo Starr and Joe Strummer, but nothing's just grabbing me, you know. Yeah, yeah, like I saw, I saw the saw the the Joe Strummer, and I'm like, ah, I don't know if it's anything that I really need to shell out an expensive vinyl price for. See, and that's that's just it. Like these these records are going to be expensive. One yeah. of the biggest. One of the biggest criticisms about Record Store Day I've seen online and all that is just like, okay, these are just a bunch of vinyl albums that nobody needs, and it's just a cash-in, and they cost too much, and and all that. And part of me says, yeah, you're right, but another part of me says, like, dude, you're, you must be really boring at parties. Well, you know? I, I, I think <laughs> both of those statements are true. You know, uh-huh. They are expensive, and that person is boring at parties. Yeah, you know, very much so. But but let, let's revisit something. Who really wants or needs Ted Nugent's Spirit of the Wild from the 90s with Kiss My Ass on vinyl? I don't think I... I don't, and I don't know exactly. Okay, Ted Nugent, like, he's one of those classic rock yeah. fans. Like, no one cares about new music from, from, from Ted Nugent. But if it was great white buffalo i would be pushing people out of the way to get it (laughs) because i think great white buffalo is possibly one of the greatest guitar riffs ever all right fair enough fair enough like it is it is up there with chuck berry and johnny be good is how good that is you know, in, in my personal opinion, you know, and, and I know that, you know, there are people who disagree with me and I also know those people are wrong. So it's OK. That's you know, good. and if I offend you, I forgive you. It's all right. It's all but, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like if we look at this, honestly, like um, like so the cure was on here and I didn't call it out because it like it was like wish. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I know there's a lot of people that love that record. I'm like, yeah, no, not for me. Now, Disintegration. 
I'd be okay. I'd be all for that because I think disintegration because dis- disintegration has pictures of you, right? And I'm talking like the non radio edit, you know, like 15 minute intro pictures of you. The song is brilliant. The instrumentation, everything they do on it is great. But dude, that whole record, just the song Disintegration, I was just like, wow. Like I, I, I became obsessed with that record for like a year or two. Listen to it all the time. It's a great, great record. That on vinyl? Yeah, that'd be something. But like I, I think they're going for the easy stuff, you know? Right. Like I'm I I want to see more things like um like that Osaka pop star Weird Al combo. That ah, right. You know, stuff stuff where it's like I, both versions of those songs were great, right? But like you've got amazing art. You get the poster with the Weird Al and the beat on the brat, the garbage pale kid style <laughs> art. You know. Uh-huh. Like that's that's the thing, and it, and honestly, I think that some of these people are going for picture discs, so they can just cheap on the packaging and not have to have other art. That could be a thing, yeah. Because I know there's a lot of picture discs, and they're all like the the crappy cutout. I'm like, I don't want a crappy cutout. I still want good art. Like that's that's why you buy a vinyl. You know, like I'll see the picture when I pull it out to play it. Like where where's the where's the art here, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like like I'm, I this is not this is not my favorite list this time, you know. No, no, me neither, me neither. Although yeah. I will admit, a couple record store days the last the last couple of years I got sucked into the uh, picture discs. Well, the, and I'm not the saying there's anything headed. wrong with them, but it just you know it's going to have to be a really great picture disc. Because what was the mm-hmm. one? Uh, was I even a base? Uh, um, I bought the Charlie Brown baseball, but I don't even think that was a picture disc. Maybe it was. Um, I did buy a picture disc of something, well, one of them, but it it was, yeah, I think it was just like a seven inch single. But um, right, right, right. So you know. yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, picking up my kitty record, and yeah, my other suggestions. I'm I'm gonna write them down, and I'm gonna have a look. It should be. You know, like like we said, like record store day, Halloween, these are the days. I'm so glad you mentioned Weird Al and the Ramones and Beat on the Brat. We forgot to mention in our weird review when he was um, when he was uh, auditioning for that punk band, and he did. Beat on the Brat. Weird Al did Beat on the Brat. Oh, so good, dude. What a great moment that was. <laughs> there are so many moments that were. Just like when um, when when they break into another one rides the bus, like the party scene. I, I wanted to talk uh-huh. about the party scene because oh, the geez. party scene's a parody, right? So Dr. Yeah. Demento, but then like I'm watching all these people. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's Gallagher. That's Tiny that's Tim. Gallagher. That's like Andy Warhol, Alice Cooper. Yeah, like all these people that were like big in the eighties. I'm like, oh, this is hysterical. And then when he breaks into another one, rides the bus with with Jack Black playing Wolfman Jack. Oh, that was that was awesome too. You know, yeah. but but just like the the dead serious look on the 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 guy who's just banging the accordion case for the bass drum, do do do, and just just how serious he is. I'm like, this is great. Uh-huh. And then then when um. 
when when um, the guy pr- playing John Deacon comes up. John Deacon, yeah. John I'm, Deacon. I'm John Deacon, you know, and everyone who? is like, who, 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 who's that? that? That was so good. Because the no bass one. Player in Queen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, I know Queen, because if you're not Freddie Mercury or Brian May. Nobody knows who you are. No one knows who the fuck yeah. you are. That was, yes. What a fantastic moment. Yeah. Ah, I can't believe we never mentioned that. Something else that's really fantastic, just like Bulldozer, Blessed Death had their heyday in the um, in the mid '80s as well, but they persevered. They kept going. 2006, they put out a wicked record, Hour of a Pain. This is Blessed Death with Born Dead.
Bye, my friend, once again. Thank you so much for another awesome time, another Wicked Friday night, and a great way to start the weekend, and um, everything that goes along with this. Like I said, um, everyone that has a subscription, however you may do it, you're going to be getting this a couple days earlier just because of my own my own schedule and all that but for the most part if you're okay because like this program you know this podcast generally it's friday morning i'll put it out thursday thursday night friday morning when everyone gets up it's there or they know where to go to download it. And it's part of it. They start their weekend off. I'm the same way with my podcasts. I know what day they're available and all that. So if you don't have a subscription to this, you should get on it. Okay. <laughs> but if you don't, it's going to be business as usual. You're going to go to whatever podcast aggregator. You're going to start your Friday off with it so it's really no never mind there um to get us on out of here i thought it was very apropos since the manitoba loud music awards was such a success and it was such a good time and it was just amazing right from the end i want to go out with uh winnipeg punk legends personality crisis the title track from their Creatures for a While album. And I want to dedicate this song to everyone, all of the winners, all of the nominees, and everyone that just bought a ticket and came out and hung out at the Manitoba Loud Music Awards. I want to dedicate this song to you. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org has all the episodes past, present, and future. You can go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, you name it, anywhere there's a pod- podcast, you can find us. You want to see pictures of things? Good luck, because I have sucked lately at posting pictures. I didn't post the stuff from last week yet, um, which is now Me like too. two or three weeks old. So um, when we don't suck, you can see those pictures at, at Radioactive, <laughs> or what, at RadMetal666 on Instagram, and facebook.com slash radmetal. Mm-hmm. Um, drop us a line, radmetal666 at gmail.com. And last but not least, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. We are proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Mm-hmm. Love the people there. We are proud to be a part of all those uh, hosts of different lifestyle podcasts. A lot of wrestling podcasts over there, including a wrestling night in Canada where the host mm-hmm. sounds a lot like Snowy. It's mm-hmm. weird. Good. Good looking guy. Handsome motherfucker. He's a sexy motherfucker. He is. Sexy Sexy. beast. Yeah. Shaking that ass. (laughs) Sexy motherfucker shaking that ass. That's what happens. You know, and ladies and gentlemen, tune in in two weeks to find out if the church burned down as the grand finale. Of course. It could very well be possible. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see. Once again, thank you so much. In the meantime and in between time, this has been a Black Friday episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. 
Oh, yeah. Use that up for 